everybody doing? Woo and a fantastic. All right. Are we are we done with school already? Ready for June? Woo. You just skipped it right over all of fall. I'm not going to lie. I got really excited yesterday when the storms went through and it dropped like 30 degrees. And I was like, this is fall and it's here. And then I got out of my car this morning and it was 80 degrees. And I was like, no. Uh, yes, I think it, it, today is officially the last day of summer. And it's supposed to be fall-like tomorrow. Like, it's literally just hitting it on the calendar. So, yes. Bring the snow. Bring the snow. Bring the snow. Now, I, I, have, I, have, I have vocalized it. I have said it. I will say it again. Winter is my favorite season. However, I bought a house last year. And my car is a feather. So it's still my favorite, but it is not the clear front runner anymore. I will admit that. My car is Mike Tyson. It's black and blue, but it's still running. It's a little beat up. Yes, literally. That's why it got the name. Thank you, Zach Rummel, for that. But, hey, random tangent that we're starting this off with because this is great. Also, a couple other random tangents because that's how we're rolling. Uh, announced it last week. Uh, we are jumping into our series called Playlist. We're jumping into Playlist, which is our series about discernment, discerning about the songs. Uh, you can leave them there, Mason. I'll just have people. Thanks, though. Oh. The, uh, so, anyway. The, so we're going into Playlist. And how it works is we take your song suggestions, your favorite songs, songs that you've heard on the radio that you think we should talk about, songs, songs that you think people should hear about, things like that. So we had a number of suggestions last week. If you have a song suggestion that you would like, there's paper and pens in the back. Stop by that table, fill it out, set it on that table, and we will pick it up, and we'll take a look at it for the, those next couple ones. So in October... That will be our go-to for that. The other tangent that I wanted to mention, if you didn't notice, we've done a little bit of shifting around, and there's couches back there now. Hey, couch crew. Yeah. So, love to see you guys back there. Well, well, why don't you guys be jumping back there? Real quick, just rule of thumb with it. If you sit on the couch one week, you cannot sit on your couch on the couch the next week. You have a question? No, couches cannot move. Couches are staying right there. If they're like open and nobody's sitting at it and you sat on it next week, you can still do it. But we want there to be kind of a rotation. We don't want somebody to like monopolize the couches. But you're welcome to sit back there. Glad to see that people are taking advantage of that. Anyway, all those things out of the way, let's jump in. So we are in our second week of Connection where we are talking about the theme, our theme for the year, and our focus on connection. Last week, we talked about the connection that we have with God and how it is the most important connection that we can make in our lives. And so this week, we are jumping into connection with the body, the body of Christ, the church. 
And we go to this one second for a few reasons. Um, there's, there's a number of things. And we talked about last week about how, why we're even talking about this connection series. And we talked about how the world that we are in right now is, is truly searching for true connection. And so we want to focus this whole year on true connection, the connections that will be the most worthwhile in our lives and the ones that we lean into, the ones that will be life-giving, the ones that we can give out of uh, all of these things. And so this one specifically with the body, this is the important one. Last night, last week was connection with God. That is life and death. That's where we receive our life. Connection with the body is where we power up. Connection with the body is where we rejuvenate. Connection with the body is where we team up. The reason that I keep saying it is the body instead of the church, there's a few reasons. Um, When we say the church, not that the church is a wrong word, but oftentimes when we hear the word church, we think about these, the walls, the lights, the sign out front, impact church. And we think about that is what church is. I grew up at Moline Christian Reformed Church. And we think about the buildings when we hear the word church. But the reality is, is as you guys have probably heard many times here, because we preach it often, the church is not a building The church is a people. It is a body. And it is called the body by Christ himself and by his word. And this, we are specifically coming out of for this, 1 Corinthians 12. 1 Corinthians 12, verses 23 to 27. The the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are the ones we can't do without. The parts that we think are less important, we treat with special honor. The private parts aren't shown, but they are treated with special care. The parts that can be shown don't need special care. But God has put together all the parts of the body, and he has given more honor to the parts that didn't have any. In that way, the parts of the body will not take sides. All of them will take care of one another. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part shares in its joy. You are the body of Christ. Each one of you is a part of it. This is part of a much larger section in 1 Corinthians 12 that Paul is talking about the church as the body. And he talks about how the body should interact with each other and the hand should not wish it was an eye and the foot should not wish it was the other hand or things like that. And if if we remove one thing or if everything was one part, what kind of body would it be? And all of these things are an incredible, incredibly beautiful analogy of what the real church is and what connection within the church within the body of Christ, should look like. Each and every one of you is a part of it. Not the whole, but a part. Each one of you has a part to play 
in the body. And for some of you, that would be a humbling statement. And for some of you, you doubt that statement. For some of you, you think, yeah, I'm definitely a part of the church. I'm a big part of ISM. And you need to maybe be checked that you're just a part. You're not the body. For others of you, you come and you're like, I have no part. I have no need. I have no use. I'm not part. I'm the appendix. Take me out. Here's, here's the reality. The Bible is clear here. Each one, every one, has a part. Has a part to give. Has a, has a thing to do. And the big part about, I love this analogy of the body. Because you look at it and you think about it, and there's a whole bunch of different ways that you can think of, of how a body, how your body works and how it's healthy and unhealthy if it does or doesn't. If one part of the body is only receiving nutrients, just keeps taking it all in, keeps taking it all in, doesn't send anything back out, does not do its job, it creates cysts, it creates clots, because it's not, it, it begins to atrophy and shrink. If all you're doing in your body, in the body of Christ, is taking and taking and taking, you will begin to atrophy. You will begin to fade. You will begin to weaken and clot in the body. If you are strengthened, if you continuously are working at the things that you are called to be at, if you keep Working out your part, you will become stronger and more strong and strong and strong until the body looks like Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Working at it, working at the body is healthy for the body as long as you work healthily at it. If you consume if you consume things that are unhealthy and bad for the body, the body will begin to reject it or be affected by it. There's so many things that we look at. And, and two things I want to stress most specifically about the analogy of the body and the reality for you all is, first of all, no part can survive alone. No part of the body survives alone. If you cut off a finger, if you rip out your heart, if you take off your foot, that thing will die. And yet so often we find ourselves thinking we can do it. We don't need the body of Christ to connect to. We can survive on our own. I'm a really good foot. I'm very good at doing foot things. So I'm going to just go off on my own as a dead foot. 
And what this looks like for us is the isolation, is the thought most commonly associated with this is, my church is wherever I am. My church is wherever I want to be. I can connect with God. And you can connect with God anywhere. But you cannot connect with the body anywhere. You have to be in the body to be connected to the body. We, we've, we run into this so much in our, our current day and age with so many Christians content to attend Bedside Baptist, sit in their homes, watch online, and say that's church. Or come once every two months, and every other time it's church on the, on the lake with the fish, or church in the hunting stand, or church on the golf course. Rest and recreation is good. But connection with the body is necessary. And the other part is the body does not reject itself. So when someone is in the body, they are in the body. And the body will do whatever it takes to keep that part in the body. It will fight for that. This is not exclusion. We are not content, you know, as if, if a child, a baby, take an infant, if they were, if they refused to let any additional things, any, anything more grow within them, they said, nope, I'm healthy, I'm alive. I'm fine right now how I am. I don't need anything. I don't need a bigger heart. I don't need longer, stronger legs. Everything works fine right now. I'm fine. We would think that that child is sick. Very sick. Growth is a necessary part of the body. body. Growth is... What makes the body strong? The body does not stay strong by just being itself. It grows. It increases. And so exclusion, gatekeeping, you're not worth being here. That's not how the body works. Now at the same time, we don't just openly accept. Now, we will openly accept everyone who comes, but if we find a virus in the body, we will remove it in the body. This is not an open gate in that sense, but at the same time, it is. I'm going to get into that in a second with, with a few of our things here. But those are two things that I just noticed and thought of as I thought of this idea of what the body is and what the body should be, how our connection to the body should. And why why is the connection to the body of Christ so important? 
Why should we focus on that instead of just ourselves and our own walk? I want to focus on four things. Number one, community. The connection with the body gives community. We hear right off the bat, Genesis 2, in the creation of man itself. Genesis 2, verse 18a, the Lord God said, it is not good for man to be alone. He creates Eve from this line, knowing that man is not supposed to be alone. And this, this phrase has incredible depth when you realize that the next part says, God says, let, or God had just said, let us Make man in our image. Those are plural words. Us and our is multiple. God is triune, the Trinity. We talked about it, the divine mystery that is the Trinity of God, the Godhead God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, one God in three persons, built in to the very essence of God himself is community. Perfect unity in community. So unified that three are one and one are three. They're so unified that human minds literally can't comprehend what that looks like fully. So community is kind of a big thing because we are told that we are made with the image of God. So if God is three in one, perfect unity in community, then we have the image of community and the need for community. Now we are only one being, so we need other beings. The body of Christ is there not just for fun, but because that's how we were made. We are made to be with other people, not alone. To be connected to a body, connected to a church, connected to other people. We're made that way. So that's, that's why we should seek it out. And that is why when you are a part of the body, when you are a part of this community, we should be looking out for others that are also looking for the community. This community needs to be something that is receiving and receptive and open and searching because we know that that person also has the image of God and needs community. That person, whoever you think of, whoever you see, has the imprint, has the need for community. The growth needs to happen in the body. The second reason why we connect with the body is support. The body supports. Hebrews 10, 24 and 25 
Let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Support. We are supportive in this church, in the body of Christ. And this is two things. This is something that I want you to expect. Expect support here at ISM. Expect to be supported. At the same time, bring support. Be supportive and expect support. That's the standard. That's the level that we expect. That's that's the vision that we are at. That's the culture that we are as the body of Christ in Impact Student Ministries. We will support those who are in the body. And we will be supported by the body. This... This idea, this, this is no, no greater exemplified for me, and some of you have probably heard this story from me before, uh, but the support for me is what I think of when I think of the body is I think of the weekend when my brother passed away four years ago. And I remember Saturday morning and that awful day, and I remember that, and I remember waking up Sunday morning 24 hours after and thinking, I have to go to church. I need to go to my church, to my body. And I went and I wept and I was wept over and prayed over and supported in such a deep way. It is why I love this church. And it is why I believe the church can and must do this. Support and be supported as a part of the body. The third, connect, the third reason to be connected to the body is protection. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12 Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. This is a verse that is commonly heard at weddings, and it is true. The three strands of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Also, the husband, the wife, and God. But this is focusing most exclusively about the body of Christ. Person and person with God. Three together, strong. And it is protected, as it talks about, though one may fall, two can stand together. 
They may defend each other. I want you guys to know and hear that I will defend you in this church, in this body. Your leaders will defend you. And we will defend you from the world. And we expect you to defend each other. To stand arm in arm. Supporting and protecting each other's hearts. Each other's weaknesses. Against the things that the world brings against them. The, 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 whatever it is. The school. The things in school that beat you down. The things at home that tear you apart. Be supported and protected here. But we will also protect you from yourself. This body will protect you from all attacks, including the ones you make on yourself. And those most often are the most vicious. We are our own worst critics. And that is why we need a body. Because if the only voice you ever hear is the one in between your ears, you will go crazy. If the only thing you're listening to is your own wisdom, you will never grow. The body needs to protect you, aid you, teach you, raise you up and strengthen you. Which brings me to my fourth thing. The body, as the connection, will be a correcting body. Correction happens in the body. When you work out, it hurts. It works a lot. It, it hurts a lot, especially when you do it first and early on. Correction, how to do it correctly, is necessary. 2 Timothy 4 verse 2, as Paul uh, encourages the pastor, Timothy, preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. The correction within the body is going to be there, needs to be there, which means we need to be teachable in the body. Humble enough to say, I haven't learned everything, and I can learn from the body. From someone else who's been doing it longer. From someone else who may not have been doing it longer, but, but has wisdom that God has granted them. Teachability, moldability, is a necessary part. If you believe you cannot be wrong... If you stay rigid and unmoving in the body, you will be cut out. 
That's called a tumor. The body must be able to correct and able to be corrected. Watching out for each other's shortcomings and being willing to call them on it. But did you catch the last two things? With great patience and careful instruction. This is not pain for pain's sake. This is not me calling someone out. This is not any of you calling someone out for the sake of making you feel better. Or calling them out just simply to call them out. But are you ready and willing to walk alongside them as they work on whatever you're calling out on? Coming alongside each step, each difficult step as they come out of whatever it is that they've learned about themselves and need to unlearn. Or whichever lie they're fighting day and night against. Do you have the patience to correct someone? Do you put those two things together often? When you correct someone, do you do it with enough patience to see it through? When you correct someone, are you careful with each step, with each word as you do it? Do it, correct, but do so with great patience and careful instruction. So what does this look like? What does practical connection to the body look like? for you sitting in these chairs and couches right now. There's a lot of different ways and I'm going to and there are a lot more and I'm just going to throw a bunch. Rallies. This right here is connection. Or it can be. Being here does not immediately make you connected. Be here to be here. Be here to connect, to learn, to, to participate. Engage and invite for rallies. This is not just here for each of you to show up so that you don't have to worry about your homework for two hours. This is not here for you to spend 30 minutes playing nine square and try not to fall asleep while Ben speaks and then get out of here. You're welcome to be here, but know that you are not part of the body in that way. You are welcome, but you are not a part of the body. The body requires participation, connection. The second is life groups. Sign-ups are right over here. We're shifting this up for a lot of you, for all of you, you've been used to a mandatory life group. If you show up on a rally, you have to be in a life group. That's not the case anymore. But what it is, is we will push you hard to get in one, to connect in a life group. Because we know, I know that 
life groups is the real deep connection. Life groups is where you can go and you can actually ask the questions on your mind that have been deep in your heart. You can actually talk about the things that are truly bothering and you're going through. You can celebrate huge victories in what God is doing in your life and celebrate with other people. Life groups are intentional now. You're choosing to be there, and I hope you will. It is so, so huge. It is the best thing I believe you can do to connect to the body, to grow in the body, to be connected to the body. There are options. Talk to me if you have issues with something. We want this to be beneficial for you. Life groups are lifeblood. They are life-giving. Week in and week out. Volunteer. Volunteer in the church. If you're interested, if you, have, if you play an instrument, if you sing, if you love to sing, talk with Justice. He would love for more and more students to be involved up here. If you have a heart for that, do it. If you would love to be a part of worship, but you're like, I, you don't want to hear me sing, that tech booth is open, ready, and willing for people to be a part of it. Talk with any of the three back there. They'll get you connected. See what I did there? Thank you. <laughs> hey, Kid Zone on the weekends, they're always looking for help. You guys are here on Wednesdays, Sunday morning, Saturday night. Come on out. Talk to Tony. He would love to have high schoolers, more high schoolers. He literally asked me today, do you have any more high schoolers that you can think of that you would love or that would be able to get a, be a part of Kid Zone? If you have an interest to do it, do it. It's great. It's chaos. It's wonderful, utter chaos. But it's, it, it's great. It truly is. It is hugely rewarding. The biggest thing I want to say, though, with all of this is for each and every one of you, make the body a priority in your life. Make connection with the body a priority. And I say this most notably because I know exactly what happens that freshman year of college or that first year in the workforce. You have the choice. You have the freedom. You are an adult to make your own choices. You're not going to church because anyone is forcing you. You are not doing any of that. For many of you, you will probably be on your own for the first time, completely separated away. Prioritize the church. Find a church. If you're near here, you are welcome here, always. You always have a home here. If you are far away, find a church. Find a body to be a part of.
prioritize it now. Defend your Sabbath when you go to the workforce. The work, the, the world we're in nowadays truly believes, Christians truly believe they cannot stand up for their Sabbath. I can stand here before you as one example that every job I have ever had, I told them, I will not work Sundays. Every one of them honored it to some extent. And the ones that didn't, I left real quick. There is an option. If it's not Sundays, find your Sabbath and defend it. That is a belief, that is a need for the body to be the body. Make the church a priority now. Learn what the church should be. Pour into it. And then keep that. That is my prayer for each and every one of you. That church goes beyond senior year. That Christ goes beyond senior year. I want to pour into you. I want to love you. I want to connect to each and every one of you and have your leaders do the same. But it breaks my heart when I hear of students in ISM two years, a year, four years after, nowhere near a church. No fault of theirs, they made their choices. But my heart is for you to stay connected to the life-giving vine. Stay connected to the thing that will support you, protect you, be your community, your support, your correction, every step of your, of your life. Make it a priority. Dive in. Find out what it's about. Test it. If it fails, work on it. The body is broken. The body is full of flawed people made perfect by the head. That is Christ. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you where we seek your face and we desire your name to be honored and praised. We want your body to be the hands and feet that go, that follow and show the world who you are, that is healthy and supportive that is protected, defended, corrected, and growing. Show us, guide us, Lord God, in this. I pray this in your name. Amen.